Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio. You know, one thing I definitely miss that we do uh, outside of football season is picking the odds when the Chiefs are going to play next. And uh, you and I did the over-under thing in the preseason. I did win two out of three. The last one, I will admit, I was wrong on. You didn't bet on, but I did, and I was definitely wrong. I did not think it was going to go as far as uh, that high of a score in the last preseason game. We didn't get a chance to do it before the first regular season game. What's the over-under on this one? See, if you would balance your time right and listen to Ned talk, you would get all of this. I'm always <laughs> listening to Ned talk. I just didn't get to, t- to make my p- prediction because I was uh, in Kansas City last time. Anyway, uh, the odds on this one are the Chiefs favored by three and a half, and that I'm, I'm curious about that. I would think Kansas City, the, the Chiefs are a better team than the Ravens. I watched the Ravens play in, in the loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, the Chiefs are better than both those teams. I have no doubt in my mind. So why it's only three and a half? Well, I guess home field probably has something to do with it. But the fact remains, three and a half points, and the over-under is 55. Now, 55 sounds like a lot. It really isn't. Not. And I would play, I would put my chocolate chips over. You're going to go 55. over 55? Ah, oh, man, I'm... I'm I'm leaning that way because, first of all, if the Baltimore Ravens hadn't lost 15 players already to horrific season-ending injuries, I think it'd be a completely different setup. But they're hurting big time. I mean, they've lost a ton of people. The one facet of their game that does have me a little bit concerned is Baltimore, not as far as winning and losing, but as far as the level of score is concerned, is that the Ravens have zero running backs. They've lost them all, every one. They're having to go to the stockpile. Le'Veon Bell may play for them. and Devontae Freeman's and also on the running, too. These guys, hey, folks, yeah, I'm not being sarcastic, but they're over the hill. These guys don't get it done. All right, the Chiefs had trouble stopping the run against the Cleveland Browns. Different circumstance altogether. That defense could step up and stop them. But can that defense corral Lamar Jackson? Big difference right here because he has all that quickness and the jukes and the jives and so forth and so on that can give the defense a lot of trouble. It did give Las Vegas trouble. It did, did, but again, I think going into this game, the run game was definitely an issue for Kansas City against the Browns. They had, I mean, you had you had Chubb and you had Hunt, and they were they were using them and using them good, and then flip screen pass and all that stuff, and that confuses the defense. Ravens won't have that. They're not going to have a run game they can really lean on. So other than Lamar Jackson, but you can't really consider the quarterback as your running yeah, Mike, game. Mike, that's that's my whole point. But you can in a case like this because Jackson is so quick, so elusive, and you saw what he did to the Raiders. And the Raiders are not all that bad a team. They're not as good as the Chiefs, but they're not that bad either. They had trouble corralling him at first. Then when things began to panic a bit, he was a different QB. I think Kansas City wins the game, but. I'm going to play over 55. I am going to stick. I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm going to go over, and I'm also going to add to this Chris Jones at least two more sacks. He's going to make uh, Lamar eat dirt in Sunday night football. So we've got another game tonight, and usually this is a pretty storied rivalry, but both teams not doing so good right now, especially on uh, at least in their after their first uh, start, and then. They're both uh, dealing with some injury issues as well on Thursday night. Well, back in the old days when I was a kid, and even in the more mature years, the New York Giants and the Washington, and they are now the Washington football team and not their original name, 
Uh, yeah, great rivalry, two strong teams, really the strongest teams in the East in the NFL at that time, and then later on the NFC East. But not so much now. These teams have faltered a little bit. They're in rebuilding mode, and uh, I, that, that is the game tonight, and it's in Washington. Interested to see how the teams play out and what they do and how they're able to construct their offenses and so forth and so on. Playing in a in a game like this on a Thursday night, isolated when you already had played on Sunday, even early in the season, that's a major challenge for these guys. I kind of wish... Kind of wish that maybe they would scrub that Thursday game. Uh, you know, it's it. Some it's part of me yes, and part of me no. Uh, I'll tell you on Monday night, I'm not really thinking about it. But usually by Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, God, I miss football. And then I'm like, Wait, Thursday night's back again. Even though some of the games are kind of trash, I, it's football. You That's know, only because you've been. Now, over the years, you've been programmed to think about Thursday night coming <laughs> yes, on. Yes, they and have. that didn't used to be the case. No, they have definitely programmed me there. Uh, speaking of which, there's always college football during the week, but this weekend there's some pretty good matchups. Uh, let's talk with uh, let's talk about the Mizzou Tigers first. That's going to be probably a lopsided. Uh, not, not probably it will be. <laughs> I don't the, think Simo's going to do a whole lot. The ball club from your home area, Simo, Southeast Missouri State, going up there to play. And yeah, Missouri's getting them at the right time. Simo, which has been good. They've been a, a challenger in the Ohio Valley Conference, made the playoffs and all that. They're down this year. Southern Illinois took them to the woodshed in Cape Girardeau. Uh, of course, SIU is pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, Salukis have had a good season. Simo is taking on a team that I'm, I really don't know about, the Tigers. I watched them play Kentucky last week. Kentucky's fair, not certainly not Alabama or Florida or LSU, but, but they're fair. And they beat Mizzou. And then Mizzou had to struggle with Central Michigan out of the uh, Mid-America Conference. So I really don't know. I haven't made up my mind about what Missouri has to offer. This game's not going to prove a thing, but the following week, when the Tigers go to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, and play Boston College, that will be that'll be telltale. That'll be telltale for sure. But man, we got a lot of great college football games coming up this weekend. So yesterday, I think you said the Cardinals, the ball was rolling right. Is it still rolling right? How about five runs in the first inning? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they pull this off. I mean, like I said yesterday, going in as a as a fighting team, it's tough, but teams have done it. What do you think? Like they're on a roll. This is this is one of the beauties of sports, and you see it, especially over a long season like 162 games. You have your peaks and you have your valleys. Well, the Cardinals have been in a valley much of this season. Now they are reaching a peak. How good are they? How, how long is this going to last? Well, nobody knows. You, you've seen basketball games. When basketball games, individual games, you get teams that are called and you hear this by the coaches, well, they're going to go on a run right now. Well, that's what this is. This is a run. They're scoring a lot of points. Of course, in baseball, it's a lot of runs. But they're winning their games, and they have this, a period when everything goes right. All right, that's the case for the Cardinals right now. 11-4 to over the New York Mets and a sweep of the New York Mets. Well, the Cardinals right now have that second wild card berth. Let me explain very quickly how this works. There are two wild card teams. This was established back in 2012. That they had to, an extra wild card team in there. One game playoff at the end of the season between those two, the second wild card team and the first wild card team. And they play on the home field of the first wild card team. That first wild card team already decided it'll be either the Giants or the Dodgers. Either one, because they both have they've run away in the West. 
who will be that second team? That's the key. Right now it's the Cardinals, but they're nipping at the heels of the San Diego Padres, who won big last night, the Cincinnati Reds, who are falling like a shot put, and the Philadelphia Phillies, who can't make up their mind whether or not they want to be a baseball team or not. They... <laughs> that sounds like someone's a little upset. <laughs> I am. That's my club. <laughs> I can see the sarcasm coming through you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so right now, chances are good. How long did they have to maintain this, though? 17 more games. Yeah, that's that's, that's what gets me a little cause for concern. And this weekend, starting tomorrow night, the Cardinals are off tonight. But this weekend, starting Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, fortunately for the Cardinals, the games are in St. Louis. They are playing the Padres head-to-head, just the way the schedule works. They played the Padres back in May, yeah, I think, in San Diego, yeah. and lost all the games mm-hmm. out there. But this San Diego team has faltered badly Completely different since team. But they still have those big bats. Those big bats came alive against the Giants last night. Never can tell. They do play again today, they being the Padres, in San Francisco. They get on the plane, fly to St. Louis. But that's all part of Major League Baseball. You accustom yourself to that. Yeah, sleep on the plane. Um, And then the Cardinals have to face off uh, Milwaukee and Chicago one more time. And those guys would love to screw with our Cheerios. Interesting little story, too, from Milwaukee. Uh, One of their star players who's had a down year, Christian Yelich. He was most valuable player in the National League two years ago. He's slumped here recently. But he purchased, now get this, he purchased 10,000 tickets for, for the series with the Cardinals coming up. Brewers already have this wrapped up. They don't need to worry about winning and so forth. They'd like to beat the Cardinals, like to knock yeah. them. So Yelich has purchased 10,000 tickets for these games, and it's three games, I believe, in Milwaukee. That's not inexpensive. Of course, he makes millions and millions I'm sure of dollars. sure he gets a cut, too. And he is going to give them away for free. I love it. It's a, it's a great gesture. He says, I want to thank the Milwaukee fans for treating us all as well as they have. So uh, as a result, we'll give these tickets away for, for free, 10,000 of them. Pretty good little deal. Yeah, it is a cool deal. But, um, unfortunately, it's not going to be the Cardinals fans, but whatever. <laughs> so how did the Royals do last night? They got into a slugfest with the Oakland A's up at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City and came out on the short end 12-10. to 10. That's the way Kansas City's played this year. Their pitching staff still needs to be reworked, and everybody knows that. But their offense is young and strong, and that's why, Mike, I think that next year and in coming years, if they stay together and stay healthy, this could be a very good baseball team. I think they will be. Now, how much of a challenger they'll be, that remains on to see as to whether or not they get their pitching straightened out. But, yeah, offensively, they can hit the ball. They're going to have to make some moves in that bullpen. But, yeah, um, and they've got some tough competition in where they play. So we'll see. But like we keep saying, the future looks bright. And uh, at least they're giving Kansas City something to watch. That's something I'm always concerned with. Give me a game to watch. As long as it's not a blowout, sometimes you got to take the L. Uh, speaking of taking the L, Springfield Cardinals, how are they doing? Springfield Cardinals lost again. They're 30 games under 500. Thankfully, the season's coming to an end this week, but they lost to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals last night, 5-3 down in Springdale. Of course, they're playing out the string. Those players on the Springfield Cardinals, hey, get this season over with. Come on, we want to go home. It's too hot out here. <laughs> Let's go home. Uh, and then finally, there is a uh, interesting baseball game in Springfield a week from tonight, it right? It is one week from tonight. They'll turn the lights on at Hammonds Field, and we will have baseball. And it is a, it's a very significant game for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's intra-city. Missouri State versus Drury. This is not the first time they played. They get together almost annually, although there was a hiatus. But the second portion of it is it's a benefit game. This is called Battle for Bell. 
not Battle for the Bell, it's Battle for Bell, and that's Howard Bell, the late longtime baseball coach, which my grandson at Glendale High School passed from the ravages of ALS back in 2013. And that's what this game does. The proceeds go to the ALS Foundation at Cox, which is the only ALS clinic and foundation in Southwest Missouri, the only one to govern this area. So it's it's a very big deal and the proceeds from the game go to it. They'll start oh, probably around 6.30 or so over at Hammondsfield. It's one week from tonight, Bears and Drury. Oh, well, they played last spring. And Missouri State won 9-8 to eight on a walk-off home run. That's how close these teams are. Yeah, and they know each other very well, but it's for a good cause, and that why that's why you should go. Ned, have a great Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow.